Welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. And if you are looking for a podcast that is designed to uplift, encourage, and revive your heart, mind, and spirit, you're in the right place. Welcome to the journey of becoming the version of you God designed from the foundations of the earth. Now, let's begin. Hello again, it's Ryan Robinson here again. Uh, with the Life Refresh Podcast. Sorry, I'm getting my mic together. Welcome back to Life Refresh Podcast. This is Ryan Robinson. I'm back again with um, continuing on some of the topics we talked about last week. So we've been, the last few weeks, we've been talking about baggage and what those items are. And uh, one of the biggest things I think we've been discovering through this process is that baggage looks completely different depending on what you're carrying. And generally they sit in about uh, three buckets. First one we talked about was worry. And worry is something that is circumstantial, right? It's material things. Sometimes we're worried about money. We're worried about an outcome. Um, It's tangible. It's something that can be figured out immediately or, or over time. The next thing is like anxiety. And anxiety, again, is something that uh, if we've we don't have solid information, it's very abstract, so it doesn't have um, a plan of action to it. So I gave an example about the pandemic. It, it it we didn't know enough about it about the the virus. Therefore, because we didn't know, it caused us to have so much anxiety because we didn't know where it was coming from. You know, sometimes your mind plays tricks on you, and you just think. And you don't think you're wrong, but you don't think you're right either. So because you have that ambiguity of information, you are anxious. You're anxious. And we talked about how to break anxiety. And the thing is, if a, if worry is untreated and if anxiety is untreated, it could essentially lead us to shame. Okay. Um, but there is, I wanted to at least acknowledge that there was a, a, something that I missed uh, during this process, because usually there is, most people get this kind of confused. There is a difference between guilt and shame. And we're going to discuss this difference first before we actually talk about what shame actually is. Because if we don't really understand what that defi- that definition is of guilt, excuse me, of guilt, versus shame, we will end up using those words interchangeably and misappropriating them and calling something that we think it is what it isn't. Okay. So I, um, I'm going to talk about the two differences between guilt and shame. Okay. Um, I have some uh, Bible for it. But I want us to at least get an understanding as to, uh, I'm just going to give some simple, simple um, details. Okay, so guilt is a feeling that arises when we violate our own moral code. So it's something that we've uh, executed on our own. So excuse me. So say if you've, uh, if you stole something 
and you are holding on to it, you might feel you probably feel guilty about doing something like that. Or if you said something wrong and it hurt somebody's feelings, you'll feel guilt about saying something that you probably didn't mean. Um, well, you might have meant it at the time, <laughs> but you probably felt terrible about it. So what guilt does, it addresses the actual issue, right? So I broke something. I did something. I have guilt about it. Therefore, I need to do something about it with that issue, okay? That specific issue in detail, just like worry. Worry is very specific. It deals with the particular area of circumstance or challenge. Same thing with guilt. Guilt really you know, is like uncharacteristically, just like it says here, uh, a feeling that arises when we violate our own moral code. Okay. And, you know, we're all human. We've all said things that uh, we meant at the time, but regretted at the end of that. Uh, we've damaged relationships. We have um, disqualified ourselves from opportunity because we've said something or did something that, or didn't do something. Um, and it put us in a bad spot, bad place. So guilt is, is natural. It leads us to action. Okay. But the thing that shame does, and the definition is, it's a more, a personal, excuse me, a deeper, more personal feeling of inadequacy and unworthiness. So when we talk about shame, Shame is saying, uh, I did, uh, guilt says I did a bad thing. Shame says I am a bad thing. I am bad. I am terrible. I am. So what happens is you take that guilt and you internalize it and it says something, something is wrong with me. I have an issue. I have a problem and I'm not good because I'm broken. Now we can go through and say, yeah, we're, you know, we're all broken. We all have challenges. We all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, this glorious standard. Yes, all of that is true. But the part that happens when we internalize shame is that it causes us to realize that we are, um, it gives us the perspective that is, that disqualifies us from goodness. That you can't, you cannot find a good thing in you. Therefore, you think everything about you is bad. Um, you don't like yourself, and and unfortunately, when people get to the area of shame, there is some tendencies because there's this self hate that perpetuates out of this. I'm bad, so I need to punish myself for being bad. You know, I, there's some people, and I and and. <laughs> I, I, again, this is a serious topic, but I want to at least say this. Sometimes we, uh, the people that do have shame or, or uh, put themselves in situations, actually put themselves in timeout. That's what I would consider someone who is shameful. So someone who is guilty will take the consequences of their actions and really find ways to make sure they don't do it again. But what, or, or and our consequence of that is going into timeout, right? If you're in, in the first grade. I have a six-year-old daughter, so <laughs> this is very fresh to me. Um, but if you think that you're bad, you will put yourself in time out and punish yourself without anyone's prompting or uh, anyone's suggestion. 
So, and sometimes you actually treat yourself worse than what the consequence actually is for guilt or for doing something wrong. So what happens is we internalize these consequences and say to ourselves and say to others that I'm, I need to take the pain of shame because I'm bad. Therefore I need to get punished, uh, worse than actually the, the crime requires. And, you know, people who beat themselves up and I'm guilty, many of us are guilty of beating ourselves up, but I, I, I'm one who has be, beat themselves up um, in the past because I've made a mistake or I made a, cha- uh, I made a, a wrong call. And um, the, the guilt that goes along with it is, you know, yeah, I made a mistake, right? And you feel guilty for the mistake that you made and you'll, re- you'll create that or, or correct that in the future. But the, the part that is challenging is when you move over into a shame place because then you start saying, I can't make any good decisions. I'm not capable of making a, a bad decision. Therefore, you start to exhibit perfectionism because you don't think you can miss anymore. And if you do miss, it's detrimental to your to your career, to your friendships, to your marriage. It's just a challenge. So then you start to isolate yourself because you do not want to get the ridicule, the backbiting and talking, and actually maybe the self-talk, honestly, of making a mistake. So you start getting the shame button and you'll start putting yourself in timeout when you just need to go through that particular time. So I wanted to really put this again in context, but um, we'll get to the origins of, of shame in the next podcast because it's important to detail where shame came from because shame became a an output of the fall in the Garden of Eden. And the first time that it is depicted in scripture is in the book of Genesis chapter three, where after Adam and Eve partook of the the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says their eyes were opened and they saw that they were naked and they were ashamed. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that in the next one. But I want to get the guilt part first because I want to make sure we put that in context. Okay, um, just as I said, um, guilt is associated with actions or deeds. So we feel guilty for what we have done, and then uh, so there's a couple scriptures in here that um, I just mentioned it, but it's like Romans three twenty three says, "All have fallen short." Um, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. We make mistakes, y'all. I mean, if you're human, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have moments where you're like, on it, I should have did this and I didn't. Um, and, and I think that's healthy. I think that's healthy. Uh, there is, if you did or, or made a mistake or made a challenge or, did something and didn't feel bad about it, particularly if it's a wrong thing, uh, that is not good. <laughs> that is not good. Um, 
because guilt means that you have some sense of conscious, conscience and consciousness by which you are able to uh, be aware of your feelings about circumstances, challenges, your identity, and correct those so that you don't do that particular thing again. Um, and uh, another scripture, Psalm uh, 38, 4 says, For my inadequacies have gone over my head like a heavy burden, and they are too heavy for me. And uh, guilt feels like that sometimes. It feels heavy um, until you address the issue. Um, now, the thing is, I, there, the similarity, I mean, we obviously talked about some of the differences here, but there is a couple of similarities to this. Both shame and guilt don't feel good. <laughs> they are and can be debilitating to all of us. Um, you may feel guilty about saying something wrong to about somebody or to someone that you uh, avoid them. You start changing the way you treat them. You start doing some different things if you don't address it. So there are, there are actions that are actually, or consequences, excuse me, and actions of shame and guilt that re actually make us separate from other people if they're not dealt with properly. Um, the, the, the deed or the, the issue, uh, or the action that that makes the guilt, um, actually, uh, can obviously separate someone, especially if you said something very mean, um, or said something that, uh, hurt someone's feelings deeply that in itself can do damage. <laughs> it separates individuals. It's debilitating. You start to beat yourself up a little bit. The other person is offended. So, you know, the, the guilt doesn't have, and I'm making it, I don't want to make it sound so Pollyanna like, yeah, I may, I'm guilty. I did something wrong. There are consequences to guilt. There are consequences. You did something wrong. You did something wrong. There's a consequence. Do something right. There's a consequence. Um, and most of the time, in many cases, we know the consequences that come with the actions that we take. And if we take a wrong action or we take the best action we could at the time, those consequences could be good or could be bad. And if they're bad, you know, you if whatever information you had, you did the best you could with what you had. But if there's also intentionality to be vindictive and be mean, you're not going to feel the guilt. You know, if you just intentionally wanted to be mean to somebody, you're not going to feel guilty about it. You, you did it intentionally. You know, then maybe after the fact, you might feel a little bad. <laughs> but still... Those are, are things that if we don't uh, deal with them, guilt and shame can separate you and will separate you from relationship, which is the thing and cause more baggage in your life. Okay. Um, now, the thing is, there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness for action. There's a grace. Bible says grace covers a multitude of sins. So, um, you know. God can, again, 
you 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 punch somebody in the face, they'll punch you back, but it might not hurt as bad. That's what kind of grace does, right? You 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 might you grace is not getting what you deserved. Um, it is God's unmerited favor because you are His child and you are His. Uh, and it was, let me say this: you are His child if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You will be saved. Therefore, you are grafted into the body of Christ, making you a recipient of his grace by which he paid the ultimate price by dying on the cross for you and for me. Once you accept that, the the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is something that will allow you as you're going through this life and going through the growth or rebirth, if you will, of an awakening of your spiritual self, you will have moments where you mess up, but there is grace for when you do mess up and it doesn't make the consequence as bad or by God's grace, the consequence doesn't happen. Now, there's a whole, I don't want to go down this whole line of, of, of scripture that says, you know, you don't want to abuse grace, right? But um, many of us, you know, especially if you've just come to knowledge of Christ, and God is not asking anyone to be perfect, by the way. Your actions are not going to make you perfect and give you the golden ticket into heaven. I'm going to say that right now. Um, the, the salvation is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What does that mean? It means that grace is freely given by Jesus, by God, through Jesus, okay? Um, we didn't do anything for it. I didn't die for you. <laughs> um, my, my grandfather didn't die for me. Jesus died for me. And because I believe that, it is something that is open to everyone. Okay? So that is the, the key ingredient. It is a free gift. So the thing is, it's not of works. So what does that mean? Not of works. It doesn't mean I work. It means I didn't work for it. It's just something that I accepted. So in our, in our culture, we, and I just literally saw something about uh, Gary V and he's always talking about hustling and doing all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and the thing is, if you're, if you are going to be working hard, and again, this is something that you know, working hard is needed. You need to work hard. But uh, the the continuous work to prove something is something that I think is, if not held in a proper boundary, you could really lose yourself in it. So what we will continue to say, and we'll see this sparingly throughout scripture, is that there's degrees to it. So if you if I do this and do this, then I will be able to get this in heaven. Or 
if I uh, have enough sacrifices and if I acknowledge all the laws and I follow everything to the T, then I will be able to enter into heaven. But the Bible says this is a this is a level playing field, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're smart or not so smart, uh, whether you come from a fluent life of an affluent family or not so affluent, if you're educated and not educated, salvation is the thing that balances out everything and everyone. So if you've made a mistake or are making a mistake, there is grace for the mistake that you've made because Jesus by the, his blood covers you and by covering you what he means is that when God sees your sin and your mistake he doesn't see you he sees Jesus I'm gonna say that again when you made a mistake and God knows that you sinned he doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. And Jesus was the perfect, only perfect being that has walked this earth that is worthy of covering us because his perfection satisfied and actually undid what was done in Genesis chapter three, where all of the shame came from. Um. I think that's really important for us to, to understand because we can feel guilt and, we, and guilt is necessary because it makes us change. But if we don't put it in context and understand that one, there are consequences, but two, if you don't acknowledge it, the, the benefit and the understanding of grace doesn't have context because there is a punishment that could happen. But if it wasn't by, for the grace of God, it could have been a lot worse. And you can think of things uh, in your mental Rolodex of experiences that could have turned out completely worse, completely worse than they did. And it is by the grace of God that those things were covered in the way that they were. So that to me, again, because you did it, you do have guilt and it will cause you, God's grace will cause you to actually turn around and do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you, uh, if you did something wrong, you stole something. And because you stole something, you're waiting and expecting somebody to come get you. And you're like, Lord, if you could just get me out of this one, if you can just get me out of this circumstances experience i won't do it again i promise i promise i know some of y'all prayed that prayer if you haven't you probably said it to somebody or something or someone at some point to be like i just don't want to deal with this please god take care of it i i can't deal with it please just just cover it please and then god does what we're dealing with is the guilt that you felt has caused you to repent. And the word repent doesn't mean to feel bad and beat yourself up. Like, oh, I repent, I repent. No, the word means to turn around and go the other way. That's what repent means. So if you're going one direction, 
you acknowledge, ah, I, I didn't, I'm not doing the right thing. Repent means now you have the, now you have the information. You turn around and go the other way. Okay. That's what guilt causes us to do. It's not a bad thing. In fact, you know, uh, we talk about fear, for example, just use fear for an example. Fear actually saves us, y'all. If we were fearless, people would be jumping off of, of buildings and just being like, oh, I don't have any fear. Fear has a way of actually keeping us safe. In many cases, fear keeps us from getting in out. Of, uh, fear keeps us from getting in the, the exhibits at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't trust that thing, right? So it does have a, a meaning. It does have purpose. Fear does, as well as guilt does. Um, in other words, in guilt, in many cases, we, we've called it, um, oh gosh, um, conviction. Couldn't think of it for a minute. When you're convicted, it means like, ah, all right, I'm, it's, it's being pressed upon me. I feel like I need to do something different. That's good. That's fine. What we've done so far is we've actually made ourselves to not like the things that don't feel so good. But those are signals, people. Those are signals that we need to make a change. There's signals that we need to change direction. And God uses those. Again, he's not dealing with you because he loves you. He's dealing with the action that you did. So he's trying to correct the action through the vehicle of guilt to help you repent, to go the other way so that you don't have higher consequences because you didn't and weren't aware of your challenges. Okay. So guilt, again, guilt and grace go back. They, they're, they're together, right? You need, you need to, you feel bad for something because you have a conscience and then you have the grace that perhaps the circumstance could have been worse, but it wasn't. But by the grace of God, you have been uh, saved from the uh, a worse consequence. And because you come to that knowledge, you are now being able to go ahead and, and shift into something different um, or shift away from that, that particular action. Okay. Now, this is going to be the part one about guilt. What we're going to talk about in the next podcast is the shame. You need to keep it locked on this one because I think this is the one that in many cases for a lot of people, lives have been lost because of this very thing right here called shame. If you know someone who's been dealing with it, if you've been, if you're dealing with it, I truly want you to share this next podcast, this one first too about guilt so we put guilt and shame in perspective so we don't beat ourselves up all the time but the shame part is the thing that I think is insidious and slowly starts to deteriorate deteriorate ourselves from the inside out so keep it locked here and we'll talk to you and see you on the next one <laughs>